I'm Christina. And this is Erin. And you're listening to Something to Wag About. Let's talk about the four Fs. Fight or flight. Oh, fight, flight, freeze. Fool around. Fool around. Yeah, yeah. Or fidget. I guess, yeah, people sometimes say fidget. Yeah. I've never seen fidget. Really? Yeah. No. What do you mean by fidget? Fidget's probably similar to fool around. Like they're just being moving around a lot, like in their, in their mouths and this type of thing. <laughs> I'm having, a, I'm having a hard time uh, putting it into words. Okay. okay. <laughs> but it's like a person, right? When you're stressed, you fidget. Yeah. That's not what I mean though, by this. Okay. So what are you talking about? Fool around is when they offer inappropriate, intense play. Like you go to leash the dog and he sits jumping around and biting and offering play brows, that kind of stuff because he doesn't want to be leashed and they think oh. he's just so happy to go out for a walk right but really the dog is saying please don't in the only way he knows how that could still be classified as fidgeting i wouldn't call it fidgeting <laughs> you can call it fidgeting i've actually never heard now mind you i don't talk to a lot of people who talk about the four f's but i've actually right. never heard um fool around all right how do you want to introduce our four Fs? When a dog is presented with a stressful situation, we often hear they have fight or flight, but they also have other options that we see commonly in our pet dogs and that people may not know all about. Really obsessed with this That's a good dried thing. gunk on my thing. <laughs> see, this is the fidget. <laughs> this is fidget. It's not fool around. So I'm not offering signals to you. That is good. That actually, I like that distinction. That's really cool. Ah. Because fidgeting is more internalized. As more displacement signals. Yeah. I guess they really could be in the same category, but the fool around is more overt. I feel like it's almost on the realm of, of stressing up or stressing down, right? Because yeah. you can really stress down and freeze, right? You're, yeah. you're freezing. Um, but there's kind of this in between, you know, which, which I personally do a lot, which is just fidgeting. I don't know what to do. So I'm fidgeting. I have lots of holes in all my clothing because I fidget with my clothing because I'm stressed about life. Apparently people don't like sharing pens with me because I stick them in my mouth <laughs> and then I destroy them with my yep. fidgeting with them, with my teeth. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then there's the fool around, which is kind of more of the outward I do think that the fidget, which might include the dog sniffing mm -hmm. or yeah. just going and pretending they had to smell that tree or something, um, that actually can be a, more of a stressing down than a freeze. Depending You're on right. what I can see that. Yep. Like. yep. Depends on what they're, depends on what they're doing. The freeze can look like a dog who's just frozen in place and almost like they're not even there, or it can be more communicative where the dog is frozen and giving whale eye and very clearly saying, no, I don't like that. Yeah. So it can look like different things. Let's do nails, for instance. If you're doing your dog's nails and that's something stressful for your dog, um, a lot of dogs will run away. That's the flight. Yeah. A lot of dogs will growl and snarl and snap. That's the fight. Freeze is uh, what Jubilee tends to do. 
she just kind of stands there and goes catatonic and won't eat cookies because it's so horrible. Um, and she's asking me to stop in a more passive way than growling or running away. And then fool around is when the dog gets super, super silly. It's kind of an inappropriate play. And they might be play bowing and jumping on you and mouthing at you, wagging their tail and acting super, super, super silly. So you might see any of those options mm -hmm. um, from the dog when they're saying, please don't trip my nails. Yeah. And the fight or flight are the ones that most people can recognize pretty easily. Yeah. Whereas the freeze or fool around freeze, people could mistake as, oh, look, my dog's so wonderful. They're, they're sitting <laughs> still and allowing me to do this yeah. uh, and not recognize that it's actually an ask for, for space yes. for you to stop. And the fool around definitely can be taken as, oh, look, he wants to play with my hands and he must be loving this. And oh, like, this is so yeah. much fun. Um, when again, that's, that's not actually the reality of the situation. So I'll, I'll tell you about two different dogs, two different clients. One is a groomer who was asking me about um, these little terriers that she's grooming and they're all related and they're all exhibiting the same behavior that she was asking me to help her understand. And the dogs were on the grooming table and she's like, yeah, they seem super calm. They seem just stand there doing nothing. They don't growl. They don't do anything. They're just standing there. And then all of a sudden they'll snap. Well, for those dogs, the just standing there often was also accompanied by a head turn away from them. And that was the freeze. That was the, hey, saying, please don't. I said, please don't. And they continue saying, please don't by freezing. And because they aren't feeling that the communication was being respected, the little terriers would then escalate into a snap. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. one case, like you're saying, where the people might not recognize the freeze as communication that the dog is very unhappy about what's going on. It is a lot of the situations where, yeah, my dog snaps out of nowhere. He bit me out of nowhere. And for people who work with dogs and understand dog language, it's very obvious. You know, you, they'll show you a video or something and be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there were a that. lot of signals there. You know, you just weren't aware of it. I think we see that actually a lot in grooming or body handling videos where the dog's flight option has been taken away. And the dog might have been told he's not supposed to growl. So now the dog is frozen and giving lots of signals by being stiff or quiet or a head turn. Maybe some whale eye comes along with that. And um, then we get the escalation into a snap. The fool around though, that's a super fun one to see and to point out to people. I mean, it's not fun to see the animal stressed, but it's really cool when you see it as a trainer and we go, oh, that's what's happening. And then we point it out to the owners and then they go, oh, but he also does this in this situation and this situation. And we thought he was just unruly and, and just a silly puppy when really the dog is trying to communicate in a non-aggressive way that he's very unhappy about it. And the one guy that I'm thinking of is particularly, he was adopted by a family of four, lovely, lovely family. I just love them. And he wasn't in a house. He wasn't a family dog before they got him. And he had a lot of neck trauma. He was one of these dogs on a chain and the chain, the collar was embedded in his neck in his previous home and had to be removed, you know, that, that whole awful story. And this wonderful family adopted him. And 
every time they went to put his leash on his collar to go for a walk, he would jump on them and play bow and spin in circles. And the, he was like up in the air, but he's wagging his tail, soft body expression, kind of wide eyed. Um, and they thought, well, he loves going for walks. We just need to train him how to sit still to be leashed. When the dog was actually saying, this makes me really uncomfortable, please don't. Mm -hmm. And um, we changed the hardware the dog was wearing. Instead of wearing a collar, we actually put him in a head halter because he's a big, powerful dog and he had some reactivity issues, which are now well handled. Good job, family. Um, but we changed that picture for him and helped do some training. So he had some consent and some say in the matter. And he just came a long ways. But, you know, it, it looked like he was just excited to go for a walk. Yeah, it happens a lot more than people think. Another, like another really common time that you see the foo around is with people greetings i find dogs that don't actually really want to be interacting with a person and they will just start to jump on them and wag their tail and lick them and all these things and people are like oh what a friendly dog you have and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> just a little unsure of the situation and <laughs> yeah. this is especially true you'll hear from people who say oh we just need to let him get over this and then he'll be fine with you yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it is just over excitement yeah. some dogs are super excited but yeah. an awful lot of dogs are anxious and they feel a lot of pressure about these greetings and you'll see those behaviors um, I see it a lot in golden retrievers in labs because people expect the dog to be so friendly everyone wants to touch the puppy and of course the owner's like I have a retriever of course he loves people and I see those fooling around behaviors a lot in those breeds how would you say that you can distinguish the difference between a dog that is displaying those behaviors because they want to see the person versus when they are actually a little insecure it comes down to the whole picture if the dog generally is happy once he gets to know people being handled and touched on top of his head or maybe having his ears handled and he's generally very affectionate pushing into people and you know turning his head to have his call under his collar scratch and that stuff i would say that dog is more inclined to be the hypersocial friendly greeter whereas the dog that once he gets to know people kind of keeps their own space or doesn't really like it when people reach over his head to pat him. Those types of behaviors might be part of the package that comes with the fool around greeter. He's more testing the scenario by fooling around to make sure he's safe. You'll see it in dog to dog greetings too. Mm -hmm. Actually have a lovely, lovely dog, wonderful owner right now. Um, he is just about to turn a year and he was an anxious puppy. So he made a lot of dog friends and then when we said you can't greet them, then we get the reactivity come out and it's not a frustration. It's more of a fear. He was going in fooling around like inappropriately playful. It was just right. over the top playfulness. And because he was going in testing the scenario to make sure the other dog was friendly. Yeah. It's like, so look at me. I'm just a puppy. We are best friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> But it also came with, um, it also came with the other behaviors in that package where he was insecure about being handled. He's insecure about uh, just letting a dog sniff him. Yeah. You know? I 
<laughs> I liked, I liked throwing that question at you. Um, but I, <laughs> I completely agree. Like some, if someone sent me a video of a dog, it, you know, just the beginning of the clip is the dog going in and they jump all over the person and, and the video, I wouldn't be able to tell you probably like, there's just, you wouldn't know you need to, you do need to have the whole picture and some of the history of the dog and, and what they do in other situations to kind of be able to pick apart um, yeah. exactly what's happening on that note. We want to keep in mind these four F's and particularly some of the ones that may be less obvious to some people. So the fooling around, right? A pretty classic example is your dog's jumping on people. Very commonly, a training practice is get your dog to sit degree. And for dogs that are overly social and really friendly, that's perfectly fine to have your dog sit degree. But you want to make sure that that is definitely the reason why they're jumping and that we understand the function of the jumping before we put that training plan mm -hmm. in place. Yeah. Because if they're jumping because they're insecure, having them sit is definitely not the best plan of action because now we're asking them to sit in front of something that they're really not okay about. We're kind of removing their options to move away if they want to. And if the dog sits and then that person reaches out to them, we could end up getting a dog escalating in their behavior because they're not comfortable in the situation yeah. when we thought they were. No behavior happens in a vacuum. It's the whole picture that we have to mm -hmm. look at. So I'll often say, how do I get my dog to stop barking at so-and-so? Well, why is the dog barking? What is the entire picture there for the dog? And we'll make a plan based on why the dog is behaving that way, not just on what the dog is doing. It's always important to try to figure out the emotional state of the dog. And if we can't make an educated guess as to what's going on for that dog, then we err on the side of caution and back it up and make sure that we're giving that dog lots of opportunities to move away or to feel confident first mm -hmm. um, before we implement any structured obedience plan. I actually really love that, that air on the side of caution. It made me just think about, um, so a big thing in agility, they go over the teeter and they're doing their soft contact. Teeter tips, they have to go and they have to stop at the end. And I, I mean, I, I already knew I loved the person that I, I trained with, but I knew I really loved her <laughs> when I was doing agility training with V and we were working on the teeter and she did the first repetition really well. We were only on a, the, the teeter wasn't full height. It was only about half height. And she did the first repetition beautifully. Second repetition, she came off early, right? So she, she came off the side of the teeter. So we then tried once more to see what happened. And she did the same thing again. And immediately at that point, it was, okay, she's not comfortable. We, and we're going to err on the side of caution that it's, that it's not that she just doesn't understand the behavior. She's actually trying to get off the teeter because she doesn't like that tip that's happening. She's, she's sensitive to that motion. So we need to work on that. Um, whereas it's so easy to just be like, oh, she doesn't know her stopped contact. We got to work on that more. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the problem. She actually has a great, she, she fully understands stop contact. She just mm -hmm. isn't, isn't sure of the motion. So I need to go work on that versus yeah. my actual stopped contact. Christina and I went down a bit of a rabbit hole of fun dog stories after this, and we missed doing our recap. So I'm going to do a quick recap here. Not my favorite thing. I'm not the best at it. <laughs> Usually make Christina do it, but give it my best go. So we talked about fight or flight, which most people are pretty good at 
noticing and recognizing them for a stress response. And then we also just want to be aware that there is also that freeze or fool around behavior that can sometimes be misinterpreted for what it actually means. So making sure we're always taking a, a look at the big picture and really taking the time to identify these behaviors for what they really are.